Welcome to International Podcast Month, or IPM. IPM is brought to you by the organizational team, Cole, Tess, and Theron. A very special thank you to all of our participants, without whom this event wouldn't be possible. And now, on to the episode. Hello, wrestling fans, and welcome to another exciting edition of International Powerhouse Wrestling, brought to you by our friends at International Podcasting Month. I am your ring announcer, lead commentator, and uh, booker for this particular evening. My name is Jeff Stormer. My pronouns are he, his. I am the host of Party of One, which is an actual play podcast focused on two-player role-playing experiences. I am also the co-host of All My Fantasy Children, which is a character creation, storytelling, and world-building podcast powered by listener prompts. You can find all of information about that, as well as everything else that I work on at jeffstormer.com. But this is not about me me today. I've got an entire lineup of some of the most impressive talents that this industry has to offer. We are going to run down those names one by one, and we are going to kick things off with our good friend, returning competitor, stepping back into the squared circle, Dwayne Feedstra. Dwayne, introduce yourself. Introduce your character. Talk about what you've got going on that you want the audience at home to know about. Hey there, listeners. My name is Dwayne. I am the GM and showrunner for the Flight Risk podcast. It's a Star Wars actual play that's a little more like Spaceballs than it is like Star Wars. We've been going on for three years there. That's if you like hijinks and shenanigans and religions based off of Super Mario Brothers, definitely check out that show. I'm also the creator and uh, sound designer for a new show coming out, which is Tubular Teens with Titans, which is a Mighty Morphin Power Rangers-inspired audio drama that is coming out the end of 2021. My pronouns are he and him, and I am bringing back to the ring the one, the only, Rad Dan the Thinker, everyone's favorite surfing philosopher, who's coming back after a stint away, filming his breakout movie, My Imaginary Spy. He's excited to get back in the ring to show that he's still got it and maybe possibly promote his flick, too. Excellent, excellent, excellent. We're excited to have you back in the ring. We're excited to have you here. And we are going to throw it over to our next competitor, uh, Alice Kira. Alice, introduce yourself. Talk about what you've got going on and introduce your wrestler this evening. Hi, I'm Alice Kira. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Magical Girl Kira. You can also hear me on a plethora of podcasts, uh, most notably Protean City Comics, which is a Masks actual play, Breathing Space, Fading Frontier, which is like a space western anthology, and Upcoming Life Will Change, which is a Void Heart Symphony actual play. And I am playing Rhea Strahd, the monster. Uh, Rhea is just, you know, a tall buff trans lady who came with big dreams of being like, uh, Irish mythology Cucullin type, and as explaining it, you know, Talent said, Rhea Strahd, Strahd like, Strahd like the vampires, right? Got it. You, you are going to be a vampire, and you're also going to be a werewolf. <laughs> Which isn't exactly what she wants, she's trying to get it fixed, but we'll see. Fair, yeah, that's, I mean, which honestly, what, what else are you going to do in that situation? Uh, I, I also worth noting at the time of this recording, uh, Alice and I were just on Protean City Comics together. Uh, but at the time of the release of this episode, that will have been like three months ago. Hell yeah. Let's go ahead and throw it over to our next competitor in the ring. Stepping in, uh, coming to us from the city of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. We've got Blaine. Blaine, introduce yourself. Talk about all the things you've got going on. Introduce your character. Well, hello there. I am Blaine Martin. Uh, I am, my pronouns are he, him. I am the host and producer of You Are Not Alone, 
which is a 1v1 horror actual play podcast. Each episode, I sit down with a single guest and tell a story that tries to scare them. Uh, if people would like to hear more Jeff Stormer uh, wrestling goodness, our, uh, our third episode, The Same Faces Repeat Themselves, features Jeff and I playing Lovecraft-esque with a um, spooky horror wrestling story. Um, along the same note, if you head over to jeffstormer.itch.io, Jeff and I have designed a Lovecraft-esque scenario based on that episode called Territory Blues uh, to get all of your kind of wrestling horror goodness. Today I am playing Prospero the Unpleasant, also known as Stan, uh, Sam Stone. He is uh, a good old Midwestern boy from Missoula, Montana. Uh, he had dreams of becoming a professional actor that were dashed upon the stones when he flubbed a line in the Tempest in front of Sir Kenneth Brana. Uh, after that, he has joined this wrestling association. He joined in its earliest years and has been a professional heel with, uh, with international powerhouse wrestling ever since its early days. I'm so very excited. Um, <laughs> and last, but certainly not least, we've got Matthias. Matthias? Introduce yourself, introduce your character, and talk about all the wonderful things you've got going on that you want the audience at home to know about. Howdy, 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 folks. Uh, I'm Matthias Grelly. I'm the web developer and designer for a site called RPG Casts, for a podcast called I Am Here, and for, of course, the event we are all in today, IPM, International Podcast Month. Um, I am also a guest star, sometimes guest star, where I play Grieve Ondola, the Duro Scout on a little podcast, not a little podcast, a great podcast called Star Wars Flight Risk. And uh, today I'm playing Patrizio the Patrician Lira, uh, hailing from New York, New York. Uh, he's a longtime, probably second generation wrestler. He's been at it for like probably better part of a decade. Um has always been about the laughs and being a great heel. and uh, But this time around, well, he's looking to uh, bolster his um, persona of being, you know, all about that excellence. Mm. And uh, he's going to try and go for the gold. I love it. I'm very excited. Um, I'm so excited to be sitting now with all four of you. This is going to be so much fun. Uh, so we've met our wrestlers. We've met our competitors. Uh, now it is time to build out a little bit of our backstory before we uh, before we kick off the show. Uh, the four of you are performers for International Powerhouse Wrestling, a promotion that exists somewhere in the past, somewhere in America. It is the official wrestling promotion. Excuse me. Uh, it is the official wrestling promotion of Callaway. Hold on. I have to look up the actual thing. It's very important. Nope, I got it. It is the official wrestling promotion of Callaway. Uh, of Callaway Reynolds and Hickenbottom County. Um, it is a promotion. Uh, it is, I will introduce where we are run out of uh, in a little bit when we kick off the show, but the thing that's important to know is that it is a small-time promotion that spans about three counties. It has a public access TV show. It is not on at a favorable time slot. And you all are the promotion stars, and you all have been here for long enough that you have a shared history together. So the first thing that we're going to do together as we sit down, uh, now that we've met our wrestlers, is each of you have on your playbook sheet a list of the heat questions, which are the, the background relationships that you have with the wrestlers that inform 
uh, the the levels to which the crowd wants to see you interact in the ring. The higher your heat with another wrestler, the more the crowd wants to see you get into it. Uh, and the more you are intertwined backstage, the more ex- the more time you spend together, the higher heat you get. So, uh, because there are four of us, because there are four of you, uh, you're each going to answer all four of the questions that you have on your uh, playbook sheet. Um, and the way it's going to work is you ask a question to the group, uh, and the uh, somebody in the group raises their hand and says, "Oh, I think that's me." And then you'll put down your you'll put down that character's name on your playbook sheet. You'll add one heat. Uh, heat is asymmetrical, so I could have four heat with you, and you cannot have, and you might have zero heat with me. Um, but if both of you have four heat with each other, that is an Austin Rock level rivalry where the both of you gain audience whenever you kind of face off against each other in the ring. So the goal is to build heat with one another, to build up your heat to that plus four, use that heat to build your audience, uh, and you'll use momentum to put yourselves in positions where you'll build that heat. That's kind of the mechanics of the game in a nutshell. But I've talked enough about like rule stuff, so I will go ahead and throw it over to all of you to hash out your questions. Why don't we run down in the exact order that I introduced us? So we'll go Dwayne, and then Alice, and then Blaine, and then Matthias, and then we'll just we'll just loop it in a circle. Yeah, so Rad Dan uh, in the last uh, IPM we went was kind of new to the game, so this is probably a little bit into his future where he's probably more established. But mm-hmm. which one of the these wrestlers that we have with us was instrumental in helping Rad Dan evolve into the the baby face that he was? Because he was kind of a heel before, yeah. and now he's a yep. baby face. So I don't know who helped him become a, a baby face. Who helped get the crowd behind him? My first thinking, I know that uh, Matthias, your character, is, de- is designed yeah. to be the, the yeah. embodiment of yeah. healiness. So I don't know. What do you think? If it's... Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean... I think, while I think uh, there's, you know, a semi-professional actor here, um, I think, though, with uh, with Patrizio, like, he's probably, like, like he, he's really good at improv and loosening up, and and that's probably what he imparts on other people with his experience, is, like, you just have to loosen up if you want to deliver great lines and, and do a great promo and all that, so I think... Um, I think maybe what it was is that uh, I he helped you uh, get out of your shell a little bit, try and like own the own the audience. Cool, I like it. I love it. So you are going to mark down Patrizio on your mm. your heat, which means you mm. have plus one heat with Patrizio. Okay, plus one. Got it. Uh, Alice, why don't you ask? Uh, why don't you ask the first of Rhea's heat questions? And you can pick. You can answer them. Ask them in any order. But go ahead and ask the first question for us. Sure. I think the first question I want to ask is, who is legitimately terrified of me? I I think that Prospero might be a good a good choice for this because like yeah. Prospero does this kind of like evil magician shtick, <laughs> uh, but like the thought of like an actual like werewolf vampire I think might kind of terrify him to his core. Yeah, I love that. Just a little too mystical for him. <laughs> too much Macbeth. <laughs> uh, Blaine, give us your first question. Uh, so I think the first one I want to ask is, uh, who was my tag team partner before they made it big? I, I think I could see Rad Dan being that person that, as he's trying to get 
his own name change, like his image changed, that maybe becoming tag team was to get people behind him. So I guess he working as a tag team could help him develop his image. And then, yeah, I think that could work, that he wants to be liked and sounds like that could work as a tag team champion. He'll get more success as an individual. So I think Rad Dan would be a great tag team partner in the past before leaving you behind because he's vain and power hungry. I like that a lot. And I think that if, if the last incarnation of Rad Dan was kind of a heel, yeah. that makes a lot of sense that like we were heel buddies uh-huh. together. Uh, and now that Rad Dan has graduated to baby face. Oh yeah. Cause Cause that's, um, that's classic wrestling when we just win the championship and then I would just turn on you and then all of a sudden now I'm, I'm babyface. I'm not no longer part of your healiness. So I could see that happening. A little tension. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like that. Uh, Matthias, I'll go ahead and ask your first question. Uh, well, first question is uh, who asks me for tips to add something fresh to their act? Can you double that up? Double up on that? Because mm-hmm. it's kind of like the same thing as Brad Dan. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it does yeah. tie in that. Yeah, in the process of him learning the the behind the mic, the the craft of wrestling, other than just being a technical wrestler, that he would lean yeah. on lean on you for that kind of advice. So yeah, I, I like the the Padawan yeah. master combination there. Solid. Uh, which brings us back around to Dwayne. Uh, who wants me to just retire already? <laughs> so who's who's tired of the Rad Dan shtick and just wants him to go away? So my first thought would be the um, I'm forgetting the the wrestler the who was the failed actor that was Prospero, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah I I like I think that is a, a good dynamic because it like. I, I've been at this for ages and you're like this young upstart who has gone off and become a successful actor mm-hmm. and like it just reminds me of all of my shame whenever I see yeah, you so the in-ring animosity is actually real out of ring too <laughs> alright uh, uh, Alice give us your next question alright uh, who helps me come up with new directions for my character I would love some help with new directions for my character I, I, I could see Rad Dan doing that because if he's all about Hollywood now and about image, yeah. that he would want to come back and like, oh, you know, that vampire werewolf thing, that's so Twilight. We're past that. We, you, <laughs> you need to find something else. I could see him trying to be like the big man on campus and trying to like, oh, you're new. Let me tell you how it's done, little one, even though you're probably like two feet taller than him. <laughs> That's great. That's real good. And Captain America turning a chair around and sitting down. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so so you have an old gimmick. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Blaine, give us what you got. Uh, so uh, let's see. I, the next one I'll ask is uh, who can't remember who I am? <laughs> That's a funny one. That's a funny question. <laughs> That's a real good question. That's really good. Uh, there's a there's two there's two similar questions. That's I think the the worst of the two. Um, I think it's Rhea. I like that. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like since you're already scared of me, you That's probably funny. make an effort to avoid me whenever I show up. So I just never really see you. <laughs> yeah, I'm absolutely terrified of you. So like, I just I when you come backstage, I am just I disappear. <laughs> like. He- yeah. Uh, nothing. So you guys, yeah, getting the match. You work here? I thought 
I, I've never seen you. I've been here eight months. How have I never met you? <laughs> I could have sworn you were just a tech guy. <laughs> oh, wow. Rough. That'd be awesome. Rough. Nice. Uh, which brings uh, us to Matthias. Yeah, so... Um, who am I overshadowing with my antics? So, you're a heel, right? Yes, I am. So... And I'm all about the, like, the money shtick, right? So... Okay. Yeah, I feel like that might be a good one for, for Prospero. Uh, like, I'm the old heel that's just been here forever, and you're this, like, new glitzy heel... Um, and then particularly, like, you're kind of this new guard, like, you want to propel us into fame, uh, and I kind of represent the the kind of cheesy past of this franchise. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, so next, that brings us back around to Dwayne. Who is honored to be on my team? I know it's not... Uh, Prospero, we have issues that we're working with. So, who is honored to be on my team? You're a, a babyface, right? I am, yeah. I'm, yes, babyface, so. Yeah, I think, like, I'm kind of new to this, and Dan might even be someone who, like, inspired mm. Rhea to go into wrestling, so just totally starstruck. Okay, I dig it. Yeah, it, it kind of fits in that, the whole Captain America turn the chair thing around, we have that type of that relationship i like it i like that that means that you're just you're giving it sounds like not great advice and she's just like hands like oh it's probably she, terrible and shallow advice with no long-term planning it's like, that's what i mean and, and imagining imagining her just like head and hands like yeah 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 uh-huh. absolutely all you gotta do is find out whatever the trending video on that tiki talk thing is and make that your gimmick <laughs> oh no <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, no. Oh, that's awesome. Um, which brings us to uh, Alice. Yeah. Uh, who can stand up to me in the ring? Are we talking, like, physically or just, like... I mean, I, I think it has to be me. I think it has to be Patrizio because um, Prospero is scared of you. So. That's true. <laughs> I, I wouldn't say Patrizio is physically your equal because clowns tend to be a little bit on the weaker side. But I think right. just in terms of his um, ignorant bravado. Yeah. 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 You're like better with the mic work side of things. All right. Which brings us to Blaine. Uh, See, so yeah, I'll, I'll bring up, I'll, I'll bring up the downer question. So my next question is, uh, who is trying to get me bigger paydays to reward me for my work? Aww. See, my first thought would be kind of interesting if Rad Dan was secretly trying to make amends by trying to blow you up because he feels bad about stabbing you in the back. But if, oh, it's, right. Rad, if, I... if it's Rad Dan, it's probably more like a pity thing, like, oh, this poor schlub. If, he, if I don't get it, he's going to be eating cat food in a week. <laughs> so <laughs> that's probably more Rad Dan style. <laughs> I mean that is kind of kind of beautiful in its sadness. <laughs> so, to the outside world, Red Den's being helpful to him. He's like, "Oh, this poor, poor guy." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that a lot. I think, and especially with the with the like you kind of abandoning me in the past, um, and this being like a way of trying to make amends. 
Nice. Nice. All right. All right. Um, so, question. Uh, who always turns to me to save their segments when they drop the ball? Oh, that's a really good one. Um... It feels like it'd be rad, Dan, because you're helping him so much. But I don't know if someone else is not as mic savvy. Uh, I think it's Rhea, actually. Like I have both the werewolf gimmick and the vampire gimmick, and trying to do both of those <laughs> while also being a wrestler when you're like more focused on wrestling than the stage craft of it. You know, I, I like that a lot because you're like you're working through the gimmick. Yeah, trying to figure out what to do with it. Yeah, totally. Alright, and I believe we all have one more question each, so Dwayne, ask your last question. Oh, my last question. Who knows about at least one of my dirty secrets? I th- I want to... Th- it's either going to have to be Prospero from our past, or maybe... Rad Dan confided in Rhea in this new friendship that they have because he's coming back from being away for so long. Maybe Rhea's like his only friend. And so he feels like that's the person I can tell my secrets to. Maybe he spilled something over a night of drinking and talking about gimmicks. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Yeah, I think either of those work. Uh, I I would be fine if you want to use Prospero for that. Um, But I think the the Rhea side of it makes a lot of sense too. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think I go with Rhea with that newness there. Maybe he just opened up too much and told some dark, dirty thing that might blow up in his face later in this episode. <laughs> Love it. Uh, Alice, ask your last question. Sure. So this is a fun one. Uh, who's made me look weak? So, I don't know. It's tough because you're. Yeah. I'm trying to think because, like, it can't necessarily. It, I don't know. I'm trying to figure out. In my head, I'm trying to. How could we make this be a Prospero thing? But he's too afraid. How can him being afraid make, her, make <laughs> yeah. them weak? But I don't know how that works. Like, the only thing that would click, I think, for Patrizio, because, again, he's kind of based around not being the strongest wrestler, is that. Mm-hmm make you look weak on the mic. Oh, like embarrass them verbally. But maybe he's or 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 maybe he's like had to pick up too many segments you've dropped mm. to help you. I mean it could I like I don't know. I like the thought of like it being Prospero like accidentally knocking stuff over while trying to run away from me and putting me through <laughs> a table in like a lot of tables and chairs Max. Oh. Uh, I I love that. I think that like in my attempts to avoid <laughs> you, I accidentally like made Rhea look <laughs> foolish. Yeah. Oh, that. The only- uh, I I love that. I think that's perfect. All right, Blaine, you got one last question. So I I, I think. This one is kind of perfect for uh, the Patrician, and I don't have any heat, but we'll see what folks. Uh, who thinks they're too important to work with me? 
Mm. Yeah, I can see that either being the Patrician or Rad Dan, either one. So if you need more, if you need heat with the Patrician, I, I can see that working because that's kind of like his gimmick. Yeah, that it's his gimmick, but at the same time, like that's true. You know, you're because he's I, trying to make everyone look good. Yeah, by doing like, better, better arguments. So, like from the public's perspective, he's definitely like. I, mean, I, uh, I guess a problem. These questions could be answered yeah. either in ring or out of ring, right? So even if maybe it's just your character is like out sure. there talking trash yeah. like oh he, why am i with this this jobber of a guy he's yeah. that worthy to be in the ring type thing but behind the scenes he could still be the, you know the, the great guy that he is yeah um yeah no definitely then that then that would definitely work like as our personas go maybe not what we personally think but as our personas go definitely like he has that attitude um because, yeah i think that works yeah. perfectly too because like part of sam's shtick is he's really like the nicest dude mm-hmm. and just really wants everyone to be having their best match. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 100%. Um, so I, I love the image of like the two of us just playing up this, this huge rivalry and backstage we're actually like BFFs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Playing Mario Kart in the back. Exactly. They, they carpool the work every day. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Um, and so uh, Matthias, I believe you have one last question. Okay. This one's pretty great. Um, who thinks I'm a waste of a roster slot? <laughs> Ouch! Jeez. Oh, Ooh. <laughs> it's really mean. But I think I do. I like like you're really good on the mic, but not that great in the ring. And you know, Rad Dan's talking about that tech guy. I guess trying to get him into a match or something. I don't really understand mm-hmm. it, but yeah. <sighs> <laughs> 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 that's incredible <laughs> yeah he's Patricia comes off as more swagger to you than than anything else and like doesn't quite pull off the same technical stuff I love it um, alright so those are our heat questions uh, I have one final question for all four of you and for this we'll go in the opposite order so we'll start with Matthias go up to Blaine Alice and then Dwayne I want to know uh, what is something that happened last week what is a, a thing that happened? The only guidelines is you cannot uh, you cannot win a belt, and you cannot. Uh, I think the only guideline is you can't win a belt. But what happened last? What happened last week involving your character? What is a what is a cliffhanger that that that, that has been left dangling? Oh dang! Putting me on the spot. Um, <laughs> if anybody has a super juicy one they want to throw in, go for um, it. And this is both in ring or out of ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. This is just something that happened on screen last week, as we 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 kick open, we kick like well, on screen. Okay. Uh, we kick off with our like what like like last episode recap. So 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 something that happened last week. Ooh, wow, that's tough. Um, if you've got a really juicy a- backstage thing, though, I will also accept it. Well, we're saying on screen, mm-hmm. so I feel like. I feel like is something along the lines of like Brad Dan and maybe like the production crew set something up where he he showed up in style mm-hmm. because he's Mr. Hollywood now. Of course. And being that I'm all about the money and the dollar bills. Uh uh yeah, Patrizio is like on screen is like just really not happy with the fact that Mr. Hollywood is like 
making him look like, you know, less of a billionaire. Love it. So to speak. I like that classic WWE style where you have that shot of, for some reason, there's a camera when he shows up to the ring and in his parking (laughs) spot is like a Mercedes that the license plate says (laughs) Rad Dan on it. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) I'm like, what happened to the parking spot? What's going on? I love it. I love it. What else happened last week? Uh, Blaine, what, what happened? What happened last week? Uh, I, I feel bad heaping on Rad oh, no. Dan, but I totally feel like, plus, <laughs> I feel like that's plus... like the big storyline of the episode is that Rad Dan is back. Is. And so like, yeah. it's a big deal. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. yeah and we, I have, I have the most heat with Rad Dan. So I think that, I, so, uh, Prospero does very bad promo videos. Uh, like he's just the worst at them. Um, but I think like the one time he had a pretty decent promo video was last week, and they like at the very end of the episode cut to like Rad Dan's Mercedes pulling into the parking lot, uh, and they asked Prospero how they how Prospero feels about his old partner coming back, uh, and Prospero just railed uh, to a point where I think they had to like cut the segment because uh, like he just would not shut up. Um, about how he is going to feed Rad Dan to his horde of bats. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. All right, uh, Alice. What happened? What happened to Rhea last week? Yeah, I'm gonna keep on the everything is about Rad Dan theme here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think he like shows up, gets out of limo, and there's like a scene of him tracking to the back room where he pulls out a thick musty tome and hands it to Rhea because like before the invisible spy movie he worked on like a Van Helsing-esque thing and this has the ritual (laughs) that she needs to complete to cure herself of her vampirism underneath the full moon which is tonight Mm, of course of course I hope we're at an arena Incredible. that has a, a ceiling that can open up or something or a glass <laughs> ceiling so the moonlight can come down. Or we have a really good spotlight that's a faux moon or something. No, it has to be a shitty spotlight. <laughs> no, it, it is a paper mache full moon, and that's all yeah. that we get. <laughs> nice. Okay. okay. Good, good. I, I have a great card booked out. Uh, oh, I, I, I feel go. like we... I know. I was about to say. I feel like I feel like we got a lot of good answers for what happened to Rad Dan last week. But what happened to Rad Dan last I, week? I think that the uh, the end of the last event last week was um, Prospero's match, and you see that uh, Rad Dan had maybe during the match they show him seeing that promo that uh, Prospero dropped. And Prospero wins his match, and Rad Dad comes running out, and and it has that classic Stone Cold Rock thing where they're just locked eyes staring at each other, all fuming, and then episode just fades to black with the two of them just scowling at each other. Mm. Love it. I love it. <laughs> all right, and with that, uh, I believe it is time to kick off the show. So I want you all to imagine a VHS tape Sliding into a VCR, uh, grainy TV, like a grainy images appear on TV. Uh, we're flying through, like the the graphic is flying through space. Big sort of silvery letters IPW crash into the frame as very very outdated like butt rock is playing. 
<laughs> and it fades out to a high school gymnasium. There's a couple dozen people in the crowd. There are colored spotlights like floating through the, the area. There's a wrestling ring in the middle of the room. Uh, there, and, and we're seeing these spotlights. Uh, there are some lasers that are, that are, that are flashing around. There's, there's fog that is coming in, but also it's like the windows are open of the gymnasium because it's very hot. So the fog <laughs> is sort of also wafting out of the windows. Nice. Amidst all of this, there is a sweaty, a sweaty man with a mustache and a tuxedo in the middle of the ring who says, Coming to you live from the Robert, from the President Robert Batten, Battlefield, this is International Powerhouse Wrestling. Scrambles over to the commentary. This is Lance Bowtie here, your lead commentator, ready to introduce the action. Let's kick it off to our first match. Uh, we get Rad Dan. I want you to describe your entrance music and your your entrance as okay. you are as you are you are kicking off our first match. The crowd hears your music and goes electric. Yeah, it's um. If this was a better production, he would probably be lifted out of the ground, but it's kind of way too much smoke machine with the laser light show coming out. And a good eye notices Rad Dan kind of trying to slide out, and he breaks off into the, the proper road on the thinker pose, hand, his fist to his chin as he's sitting there and his music's playing. And it starts out at his regular kind of pop music that he has, then it switches over to the theme song to his movie, My Imaginary Spy, you know, My Imaginary Spy, sung by the one, the only, Paula Abdul. And it is just blaring. It's a little confusing because people were pumping. They're like, wait, is this not him? And then the smoke comes down, and he's there in his gold board shorts, just posed out, big old grin cheese on his face with his thick Oakleys on, and he just stands up, arms in the air, makes his way to the ring. And the crowd is is eating it up. Uh, the crowd is The crowd is hyped for it. Uh, as you are coming to the ring, suddenly, like, your music cuts off all of the, like, screens, the big... I say all of the screens, there's one projector <laughs> screen behind you that goes that goes dark, and it comes, it, it comes back on, and it's in black and white, and it's very grainy. And what it is is just, like, water crashing on a beach. There's a lighthouse off in the distance, and we see... Uh, what looks like an old wooden sailing ship approach, like coming towards the camera. Uh, a, 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 an instrumental rendition of the Weller Man starts to play as uh, stepping out, uh, stepping out from backstage, comes out uh, a gruff-looking older man with a chin strap beard, 
shirt wearing a pea coat and like a newsboy cap and carrying a large harpoon gun. Oh Jesus. <laughs> and starts like starts waving the like like kind of like jumping around to the crowd and like waving the harpoon gun up and down as the Weller man plays. And they're like, and his opponent! The Weller Man boats ahoy! <laughs> and he's just, he's like, getting in people's faces, he's trash-talking, he's threatening to shoot people with the harpoon gun. It's not a real harpoon gun, it's not gonna work, but he's pointing it and he's threatening people, and he's real cranky. And we get one of those little picture-in-picture -picture, uh, promo things that says, Red Dan thinks he can just surf his way back into International Powerhouse Wrestling. Well, the Weller Man boats ahoy is gonna... Gonna put a gonna put a hole in right in his sail, and we'll see where he sleeps with the fishes tonight. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. <laughs> um, I am joined on commentary at this time, and as I and as Lance Bowtie says that, all of the lights shut out, like the the screen goes black, and when it comes back on, Riestrad is just sitting next to him on commentary. <laughs> Oh, ah! <laughs> <laughs> That's terrifying. I'm joined at this time by Rhea Strong. Take it easy, Lance. Don't get your blood too boiled there. I'm, I'm a professional. I'm a professional. I'm a professional. This is fine. Alright. This is an exciting match. This is Rad Dan's return to the ring. Let's kick it off. Ring the bell. Uh, Rad Dan. Mm -hmm. Uh, because you are fighting a non-player wrestler, you have control. Uh, talk about how you, uh, how, how this match kicks off. Um, I think the match would probably kick off with Rad Dan just doing the, the classic crowd-pleasing, getting up on the turnstile, waving to the crowd, maybe even getting on the mic and doing the classic there's no place else i'd rather be than this nameless city that we're in i forget what city we're in uh that's cheap heat when you uh it, when you praise the audience in their hometown mm -hmm. uh gain plus one momentum you can only use cheap heat once per episode but uh yeah. take that extra uh, plus one momentum yeah. hey i'll take the free stuff when i can get it so just add one to my momentum okay yep that is correct cool, cool. now do i do i have to use the momentum in this in this match, or does momentum carry over for the whole night? Uh, no, you you uh, it does carry over. It, so okay. you want to make sure to save it. But the important thing is that when you finish a match, you don't mm -hmm. add anything to your two d six roll. So you'll want to uh, potentially save momentum anytime that you think you're going to be winning a match. Okay, cool, cool. All right, so yeah, he'll give his his platitudes to the crowd, and then take a moment, lock eyes with Rhea. Big ol' smile, because, you know, best buds, and then just turn and face uh, bo Boats Ahoy, which I hope didn't bring the, the thing to the ring, the harpoon. Uh, I think that when you turn around, you get, like, clocked right in the jaw. Like, big, you know, big wrestling punches. Like, it's clear that, it's clear that like, by, by playing to the audience, like, you have pissed off Boats Ahoy. Like, you made him real mad. And so he's, he's throwing these big punches. He's clearly trying to, he's clearly, he's clearly interested, not just in, in beating you, but in breaking you. 
Uh, and we're just seeing him, we're seeing him, him wrestle real mean here. How do you react to that? Um, I think Rad Dan is going to sell those punches and just like he's getting whooped on by Boltzahoy because he hasn't been in the ring in a while. So is he faking it? Or maybe Rad Dan is a little more rusty than he wants to admit. And he's getting slammed around and he'll get thrown off the ropes and just do a clothesline to knock Boatsahoy down and then kind of re- recenter himself and get ready for the actual dance that, it, that we call wrestling. All right. I'm going to have you for this. I'm going to have you roll. Sure. Plus, uh, I'm going to have you roll plus. I'm trying to decide if it's body or work here. I'll let you choose. Do you think this is more like you're showcasing your your strength and skill, or is this more like you're showcasing your technique or demonstrating like your your wrestling skills? Um, I think this is just him, just straight strength. He's not putting any of his classic red dan stuff it right here on this throwing this guy mm-hmm. off the rope and clotheslining. He's not he's saving that for the you know when it really counts when he's breaking off his moves. Mm. All right, go roll me two d six and add your body stat. Okay, so 2d6. Uh, that's 10. My body's minus 1, so that's 9. Alright, so that's a 7 and 9. So on a 7 and 9, you keep their attention. Decide mm-hmm. whether to hand control of the match over to your opponent and gain plus 1 momentum, or retain control of the match. Now, this I this is just the first thing. I don't think that this is going to be a, a super long, drawn-out thing with Botahoy, I think Red Dan mm-hmm. would probably finish him off pretty quick because his stamina's not what it used to be. So yeah, this, yeah, pro- yeah. Pro- this is definitely not going to last. So yeah, he probably I I want to keep control. Okay, and I think that I think that I think give us one more one more uh, round of wrestling. Uh, Rhea, what do you think about this match so far? Ah, uh, not a great start for Rad Dan, but not that surprising either. This is the first time back in the ring since filming Quincy and Morris, you know, the vampire hunting flick. We really focused on anti-vampire wrestling moves, which are completely different from the other normal standard wrestling moves, which is why it's not as effective. This is something I've known through first-hand experience, and is also, coincidentally, why I've never been defeated in the ring. It's fair. No, that's valid. That is that is that is a keen observation from the ring. Uh, Red Dan, give us one more round of wrestling, and then I want to cut to what to cut to back what is happening backstage, and then we'll have you finish them off. Sure. Okay. <coughs> so after build us that, towards build us towards your finisher. Sure. Um, yeah. After that clothesline, Botsahoy does like the low blow and knocks Red Dan to his knees. And starts pulling, looks like he's going to break off his his move, which is called dropping anchor. And it's basically like a dropping a big heel boot to the back of someone's head. And he raises his foot up to drop anchor on Rad Dan. And Rad Dan, showing some athleticism, is just going to roll and put him into like a, a leg lock. Mm, mm. Uh, give me a plus work. Plus. We 2d6 plus work. Plus work. All right. My work is negative. Wow. All right. So I rolled uh, a 10, a 5, and a 5, and I got negative 1 for work, so I'm back at 9. I went down again. If you, if you want to spend one momentum, you could take that 10 plus. Um, what, what is the benefit of taking the 10 plus? What would I, like, uh, the, it, the game gain audience? 
you would be able to honestly you would you would probably not gain anything it's probably mm. not worth it because you're gonna either you're gonna gain one momentum and gain control of the match so mm. uh, uh it's probably you would you would spend a momentum to gain a momentum so it's probably so ultimately not a lot's gonna happen Okay, I'll say now. I'll take the nine and just say he he puts him into a okay. a, a leg lock of some kind as the camera right. cuts away. What I want to see, what I want described real quick, uh, describe uh, describe the patrician and Prospero watching this from backstage. <clears throat> Prospero is there in his uh, in his full costume, uh, which looks like. A devil costume that one might have bought in roughly like 1980. Sure, yeah. <laughs> um, with like a long red cape and plastic devil horns. Uh, he's got his mustache twisted up. Um, and I think he's really invested in this feud right now. So he's kind of watching intently, both kind of trying to see how Rad Dan is wrestling, but also then like, I think he's singing the Weller Man <laughs> uh, kind of under his breath. <clears throat> Uh, as he watches this match, incredible, incredible. What about the patrician? What are, yeah. What do we see from the patrician? Uh, yeah. So patricians, um, he has. Okay, so in terms of like how he looks, um, he's got like the classic short black wrestling shorts on, but he's it's covered over with like just the worst homemade toga, and uh, <laughs> and he's got this like um wire with fake leaves on it wrapped around his head and spray painted gold to look like a laurel uh his head and uh he's 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 a bit more animated um watching the the tv set in the back because he's like uh he's like kind of shifting his chair and he's like oh he missed the boot what a schmuck (laughs) Uh, and he's like totally just like spouting garbage about how he wants Rad Dan to just eat it in the ring. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. Uh, Rad Dan, finish us off. Sure. Set up your <laughs> finisher, and then I'll describe what happens when you roll your finisher move. Sure. Um, yeah, so as they cut back to the ring, Rad Dan has uh, had to let go of the, the leg hold because um, Botahoy has gotten to the ropes, and they're trading punches back and forth, and Rad Dan just gets thrown off the ropes, dives under a kick, jumps around, boats Ahoy, whips him into the rope, clotheslines him, points to the turnbuckle, and climbs to the top of the turnbuckle. And, oh. tur- and turns around, <laughs> and he's going to launch into the existential crisis, which is a twisting moonsault. <laughs> Damn it. Damn it. <laughs> All right. So you're rolling your finisher. Uh, t- t- tell me what it says on your playbook's finisher move for what happens when you're finishing a match. Also, what playbook are you? I'm I realize the... we didn't actually say that. Oh, I think some of the other ones did. Yeah, I am uh, playing as the Luminary. All right. So tell us what the Luminary's finisher move looks like. Um, where would I see that? I see moves. Uh, oh, finishing <clears throat> move. Yep, that's the one. It says finishing move when you're booked to win a match. Roll two d six. As when you hit your finisher clean, you gain plus one to audience. Mm-hmm. Uh, seven to nine so you're plus gonna one to Okay. So you're going to roll 2d6. You're going to add nothing to it, but you can choose to add as much momentum to this roll as you would like. Uh, you can spend it now, or you can spend it uh, after you roll. Um, I'll spend it now. I'll spend... Um, 
That's his first. He's trying to make a splash. I'll use both. I have two momentum. I'll use both of them now. Screw it. Okay. I'll use, yeah. I'll use both my momentum now on this roll because I want to start off with a bang. All right. So just a regular 2d6. Yes, indeed. 2d6 plus two. All right. That is going to be nine plus two, 11. Perfect. So, so I hit the finisher clean and I get plus one audience. So yeah, Rad Dan just looks at the crowd, squats, does that twisting flip, which he probably hasn't done in about nine months. But somehow, by the grace of God, he's able to land that beautiful twisting moonsault right on Botsahoy, pulls that leg up, and is just one, two, threed. Crowd lights up. Crowd is electric. You have put down Botsahoy. You have you have bested the Weller man, Botsahoy. The crowd is crowd is glowing. Uh, the crowd, you, your your hand is raised. And the moment that your hand is raised, and I'm going to throw it over to the both of you to describe what happens, albeit with one leading question for our friend <laughs> Prospero. What happens when Prospero and Patrizio rush the ring? <laughs> <laughs> we, um, it's a high school, so I think, uh, we come running in with, uh, the janitor's cart mm. and, like, start pulling mops out. <laughs> As weapons. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm going to ask each of you. Uh, so you're rolling in. Prospero, uh, I have a question for you. All right. Well, I have a question for Rhea, and then I have a question for Prospero. Oh, no. <laughs> Rhea, what does the book look like that you received last episode that has the oh. cure for vampirism that can only be used tonight of all nights look like? <laughs> oh, it's like... Your classic movie prop, big, dusty, leather-bound tome. Is it bound in human skin? Probably not. Wink, wink. But yeah. Prospero, when did we see you steal that book? (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, that is good. I think that, like, the audience has grown wise to the fact that Prospero is, like, afraid of Rhea. And so there is a scene that was cut uh, maybe last week, uh, of like Rhea coming backstage and Prospero immediately like running to hide, <laughs> and then like sneaking to where uh, the book got put down, um, and like giving an evil supervillain cackle, um, as he like grabbed the book and ran off, continuing to hide from Rhea. All right, uh, and so the last question I'm going to ask here is, Rhea, what do you do when you see Prospero coming down with your with your book in hand? Yeah, I think Rhea, like, pure rage on her face, slams her hands on the table, stands up, sending the chair flying backwards, just points at Prospero, goes like, The fuck do you think you're doing with my book? <laughs> I think Pr- Prospero, like, is almost afraid at the fact that there's, like, this direct confrontation <laughs> now all of a sudden. Uh, <clears throat> but he's like, these spells are far too powerful for a simple werewolf vampire! <laughs> good. Good. Very good. Um, I would like both of you to roll a run-in move. Um, I want uh, Prospero to roll a run-in move with your heat on uh, on Rhea, and I want Patrizio to roll a run-in move with your heat on Rad Dan. All right, so I have a plus two heat with me, yeah. So that is a nine plus two, so an 11. That's a hot angle. The crowd, is, the crowd is here for this. Uh, you each gain plus one heat with each other, 
And you may choose one of the following three options. Either uh, you attack Rhea in the ring, and I will, I will, uh, either you attack Rhea in the ring. I'm going to, I'm going to rephrase this a little bit because this is like an outside the match thing. You either attack Rhea in the ring, which is going to get you booked into a, into a match with a stipulation later. You either, uh, distract, distract Rhea, which, uh, I'm going to say, let's say, what do I want to say? I'm going to say you can distract Rhea, which means that, uh, Patrizio can, uh, can do something to hurt Rad Dan and add a stipulation to Patrizio's match. Or, or a brawl starts and the, and the book is, and the book is, uh, is AWOL and, 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 and is free to come up later in an interesting context. So I don't think I want to do the attack option, because that feels uh, very antithetical to the relationship that I mm. have with Rhea. And you'd get um, destroyed. I like the idea of, uh, of I think, distracting Rhea so that the Patrician can uh, can get a leg up on okay. Dan. Um So what I will say is, uh, what I will say then is uh, Patrizio, uh, go ahead and roll three dice and take the highest two results as you roll on as you roll your run in with Rad Dan. Okay. Um, roll three, pick highest two. All right. What is your key with Rad Dan? All right. So that is seven, eight, nine uh, plus two. So do you want to do you want to attack yeah, Rad okay. Dan in the ring? Do you want to? Uh, do you want to distract distract Randan and and run off, or uh, or I'll leave those as the two options. Oh, Randan, you pick this. Which which one do you want to have happen here? So what? So the options are: he attacks me, he just distracts me. What was the third one? Um, the third one is you. You is is that uh, Patrizio shoves a ref, uh, shoves a ref. Starts a brawl or otherwise interferes and otherwise uh, like cuts the segment short, and you both take one momentum. Hmm. Either way, um, Brad Dan take plus one heat with uh, take plus one heat with Patrizio. Okay. Um, I would say I like the idea of him cutting the the segment short because Rad Dan wanted to have that moment of just all the eyes on him, and then this gets ruined, ruining his his spotlight moment. So I think that would kind of Ooh. work. I've got something to throw into that as well. Um, sure. I have something booked. I have something booked on the card that I think plays really nicely, which is um, when you win, there is uh, somebody, uh, a cast member from your from your uh, your upcoming blockbuster film, My Imaginary Spy, is in the audience. Uh, your co-star, who is a precocious twelve-year-old. <laughs> A precocious twelve-year-old named Tyler is in the crowd and like is about to like stand up to give you a high five. And when this <laughs> happens, like Tyler's very intimidating agents and bodyguards like shuffle. <laughs> Tyler is a big star. Tyler's probably yeah, the biggest yeah. star that we've ever had in an IPW show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tyler's Tyler's entourage rushes Tyler out of the ring. <laughs> so this moment that you wanted to have with your with your uh, your your my imaginary spy co-star has been taken from you. Oh, yeah, that was that was the, that was gonna be on the magazines. That was oh. gonna be in the newspapers, and now it's ruined. I love it. You took my parking spot. <laughs> Honestly, Tyler took all of our parking spots. It's really. <laughs> Back, we just kind of cut a backstage of like six people being like, 
There's no, there's no parking. There's like seven. <laughs> there's like seven black, t- like black town cars out that, like outside. We don't know. There's nowhere to park. <laughs> what are we supposed to do here? That's why there's only two dozen people. <laughs> Half of the audience left when Tyler's. <laughs> <laughs> like two whole rows are now empty in the front. Uh, with that, the, the the match ends. Uh, Lance Bowtie is. Uh, well, we uh, I am I am so sorry for this. Um, let's um, I gotta see what I can. And uh, I am going to. Lance is going to uh, let's uh, let's throw it to the back. Uh, well, our backstage interviewer Magnum Mango uh, has just gotten a hold of one very very angry werewolf vampire looking for some vengeance. Let's see if let's see if she can get a word. Uh, Mango uh, Magnum is uh, standing next to Rhea Strahd. What is Rhea Strahd doing and looking like? What's what's your demeanor in this moment? Oh, Rhea is absolutely furious. She's like pacing back and forth. She's doing the thing where you like throw your hands up in the air because you're mad and there's nothing to like throw around. She probably threw a chair earlier. At one point, she like arches her back and howls and she's just not having a good night so i'm joined at this time by i'm joined at this time by ria strad ria harsh words for prospero uh do you think you're gonna try and get some vengeance tonight oh you believe i'm gonna get some vengeance tonight i need that book back or else everything is ruined what happens if you don't get the book back tonight Tonight's the one night that I can do the ritual. The planets are aligned and the moon is full. And if I don't have the book by the end of the night, then I'm stuck with this accursed vampirism for the rest of my undead life. Any, any, any words for, wait, wait, I'm sorry. Hold on. I'm getting word from, I'm getting word from, uh, IPW general manager, Tex Scrapple. Uh, Tex is saying, confirm, uh, Rhea Strahd versus Prospero tonight. In a hardcore match with the magic book on the line. <laughs> Rhea, any words for Prospero before this historic match? Listen, little man, I don't know who you are or where you came from, but I'm getting that book back, even if I have to go through you and tear you in <laughs> half. <laughs> All right, give me a promo. Roll me plus look. Sure. Let's see. I've got a plus one look, which gives me oh that is a six is this something i can spend momentum you on? can indeed awesome i'm gonna bump that to so a seven. that's a seven and nine uh you may choose one you can have creative book you in a match you can add a stipulation to a relevant match you can have prospero come out to respond to your promo or you can gain plus one heat with prospero now I'm already at plus four heat with Prospero. What happens if I gain another? Oh, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> I think it trans... I think nothing? I, I'll say it translates to momentum. Hmm. Okay. Um, I don't want to, like, get back the momentum I just spent, so I would like Prospero to come out and respond. <laughs> All right, Prospero, make your entrance and then cut a promo in response. So I think that, like, there's, like, a sudden burst of fog. Um, but, like, we have these shitty old fog machines, so, like, you hear more fan than anything. And, like, Prospero slinks out 
um, holding the book um, covetously uh, and looks at the camera and says, this book contains so many spells that will make my bats gigantic and they will feast on everyone here at the International Powerhouse. Harsh words. Harsh <laughs> words, big threats. Historic match. Roll me, a, roll me a cut of promo. This is going to go very well um, with uh, my minus two look. I'm so excited. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's a that is a resounding failure. Uh, that is a five minus two, so a three. Oh no. Um. Okay. So. Um. So what happens here is, uh, <laughs> the crowd is dead silent. The crowd is is dead silent, and uh, we we uh, well okay harsh words. Let's uh let's throw it back to the ring. And uh, the camera cuts away, and for a moment, uh, for a moment, um, for a moment, uh, Magnum walks up to you and just leans forward. Hey, uh, before you leave, I just wanted to tell you, it's been such a pleasure to work with you. It has been, like, really, truly, on behalf of everyone, I really hope that, like, I know you're going to take this new opportunity and you're going to run with it and... We're just, we're gonna miss you. <laughs> oh my god. I think that, I don't think that Prospero, like, has a response. He just looks kind of mortified um, and clings to the book even tighter. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh. Now I feel kind of bad. Not too I, bad. I, I love that. I think Magnum sees that reaction. Like, drops the microphone, puts her hands over her mouth. Oh my god, I thought that we talked, I thought the text talked to you. I'm, I'm gonna go, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go get text. um, can, yeah, I'm gonna go find text. uh, you two need to have a, a talk, it's fine, it's fine. Um, Rhea, have you seen, I, I gotta, I gotta go, I gotta go, and just runs out. <laughs> Uh, as as we, we we watch we watch we watch Magnum run out. Uh, the, meanwhile, the camera has been building. Uh, we're gonna get one. Uh, actually, we are going to get yeah. We're gonna get we're gonna get one final promo. Ah, uh, we'll get two promos. Everybody's cutting promos today because promos <laughs> are fun. Uh, we cut away. Where do we see Rad Dan backstage? Um, I think Rad Dan is going to be, when the camera cuts to him, it looks like he's signing autographs for, like, like teen girls that are, like, lo like losing their mind, which are clearly, they're probably staged, like, actresses to pretend to, like, want his autograph, but he's just signing autographs, and he just turns and goes, oh, there's, like, oh, hey, how you guys doing? And, like, he's surprised by the mm -hmm. camera. <laughs> love it. Love it. Um, I think that, I think that what we see is, uh, I think Tyler steps off camera. <laughs> hey, buddy, it's great to see you. Uh, you got to get revenge on that, put that, 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 that fella. Yo, well, that's, that's the name of the game here, son. I'm going to make sure that people learn that if you don't fight fair 
and they don't think about their actions. And he points and like does that overly long pause point to his head because that's like his thing. Think, three, two, one, that there are consequences to their actions. It's that I can hear you looking at the camera. <laughs> it's that I hear you turn away from Tyler. I hear it in your voice. I hear yes. the turning to- away from Tyler to the camera. Hmm. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> give me a, give me a roll plus look. Roll cut a promo. Sure. Is, is it plus? You said plus look. Yeah. Plus your look. Too many screens open. All right. So that is eleven plus two. That's thirteen. <laughs> Uh, pick two of these following options you can have creative book you in a match you can add a stipulation to that match Uh, you can have Patrizio come out and respond to your promo or you can gain plus one heat with Patrizio um okay I want to be booked in a match with uh, Patrizio I think that'd be good if the other two us having a match would be kind of exciting okay Uh, pick one more and then, mm-hmm. yeah, with that, I'll see part of his promo is like, you know what? If he doesn't want to learn back here, I will take him to the ring and teach him a lesson. Me and him tonight in the ring if he's not too afraid. And then he can cut his promo. Oh, that's, a, that's absolutely the moment when Patrizio comes out and ruins this moment between you and Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> The uh, Batogad man steps out into frame. Mr. Hollywood. Mr. Imaginary Spy. The only thing imaginary are your skills in the ring. Tonight, we're going to settle this once and for all. You don't get to take my parking spot and get away with it. Because there's only three things that matter in life. Class, (laughs) cash, and kicking ass. You don't got the first two, and you sure can't do the third. No, I know. I'm just sitting quietly for a minute. I just <laughs> we're we're all just basking in the glory that was that promo. Give me, give me, give me a, give me a roll plus look. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's double check here. All in all, is all right. Uh, bonus you, uh, do you want to get booked in a match? Do you want to add a stipulation to your match or, or uh, gain plus one heat with Rad Dan? Well, I mean, he's. Yeah, yeah. You're already booked. Success, he's you're already, already booked in a match. match basically, he's going to have it. So there's no point in me. All right. Well, let's just Sounds increase good. that heat. Um, I think that I think that Tyler gets in between you. You better leave. You better walk away because Rad Dan is gonna gonna kick your ass. And then Rad Dan, you put your hand over his little mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Can't ruin this kid's Uh, career. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Patricio looks like he's gonna hit a kid, but like (laughs) obviously doesn't. (laughs) He's just like it's got his fist out. He's like absolute chaos here at International Powerhouse (laughs) Wrestling. Uh, let's take it to the ring. And, uh, Patrizio, give us your entrance. It's low budget. It's, okay, so I actually have a song for it. Um, so it's, uh, it's, uh, Rex Tremende from, uh, Salieri's Requiem. And it's just the most over-the-top Italian, uh, there's an orchestra, there's choirs, all that sort of stuff, just blaring over these terrible speakers in the gymnasium. And uh, and just the smuggest look on Patrizio's face as he walks out, like 
the gold laurel wreath on his on his head and the the uh, toga like draped over his uh, over his shoulders and body. And he just like very slowly and trying to be all stately walks into the ring as the music's blaring. Um, does a pretty a pretty normal like mount up onto the ring, gets to the ropes, and then uh, whips off the uh, toga and starts flinging it around. Whips off the uh, laurel wreath, throws it over the side, and just kind of flexes and cheers. I love cheers it. I love it. The crowd is the crowd is. I'm gonna uh, roll me roll me uh roll me working the audience. So roll me plus audience. Uh, you have so an audience stat. It is on the second page of your playbook or your gimmick sheet. It should say what your mm-hmm. audience number starts at. You are the clown, correct? Mm-hmm. Oh, you're fine. So you're all good. So you're gonna your audience is plus two. So you're gonna roll two d six plus two. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Okay. Lovely. <laughs> all right. Uh, five. Um, you can no longer work the audience this episode. You do gain one momentum. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say, nice. Rad Dan. I want you, Rad Dan. Describe your entrance. Uh, describe your. Actually, before you describe your entrance, um, we hear cowboy music play as uh, as International Powerhouse Wrestling General Manager Tex Scrapple makes his way to the ring. <laughs> big 80s suit, giant shoulder pads, big 10-gallon hat, big thick glasses uh, come strutting to the ring. Well, now, now, listen here. If y'all are going to fight, we're going to give you something worth fighting about. This is not just a match. This is not just a grudge match. We don't just book matches between glorified children, 12-year-olds down here with a little more maturity than I ever We don't just book matches between people that got people that got beat. We book matches for legit reasons. This is a number one contenders match for the IPW Tri-County title. Crowd loses it. Crowd loses it. <laughs> Text. Tex gives a big, 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 big point up to the sky. You know, gives a rolls back out of the ring. Uh, rolls back out of the ring. Ref walks over to you, whispers in your ear, uh, your ear, Patrizio. Yeah, look, I know you're 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 going you're you're going under in this match. You're laying down. I Rad Dan is back. We've only got him for two months. They want to give him the belt. That's your kid. He's. I've been. He's gonna. He's gonna be gone. He's, he's gonna, gonna walk win. Out he's on gonna. He's gonna. He's gonna it's, have it's, it's. 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 It's business. It's not. You know. You're doing great work. Just. And uh, now, Mad Dan, describe your entrance and describe how it is different from the entrance that we saw earlier. Sure. This one. Um, Rad Dan is going to lean completely in to the. Uh, Hollywood angle that he has going now that when he comes out he's still got his boar shorts the the sunglasses on now he's got kind of like that gold long robe and there's like photographers with the really bright flashes taking pictures of him as he walks out still playing the song for the movie because you know they, they license it for one night so he's got to play the crap out of that song that Paolo Abdul song so that's playing again he's just coming out lights and, and he's like signing like little autographs and just throwing them out to the seven people that are in the crowd signing autographs throwing them out 
maybe stops, poses with one fan, takes a picture, and just makes his way to the ring. Love it. Um, so, uh, with that, I think that the match kicks off, and I'm going to give control immediately uh, to Patrizio, because you are not happy. You're, you're pissed off, so I think you're able to very quickly and immediately gain control of the match. Like, he always wants to put on a good show, and, you know, he's definitely acting the anger out in the promo, but after that uh, conversation with Tex, he, uh, he kind of, his, it's not, it's not something uh, they see, but uh, his professionalism drops a little bit, and he, uh, he maybe starts throwing some real, real hits. And he goes okay. a little aggressive for the. Uh, I'm gonna call that plus heat. I think you're rolling. I think you're. I think you're. 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 Uh, you're playing off of your your background and your kind of like you're playing off of the story or you're building something here. So I think that is going to be a that is going to be plus heat. Uh, so roll plus heat. Uh, you the 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 heat that you have with Rad Dan. Okay. Uh, ten. All right, nice. the crowd pops as you nail the spot. Retain control of the match and gain plus one momentum. Or you can take the comeback and always you can always voluntarily hand off narration to your opponent. Uh, and when you do that, you uh, when you do that when you have the upper hand, uh, gain plus one momentum. Or you can you can uh, either way you gain one momentum. You can also continue to control control the match. Or at any point, if you want to hand off control, you can take that one momentum. I mean, this is for mm-hmm. our fans. Hint, hint, our podcast. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hand off control because like everyone's gotta, everyone's All gotta right. have a bit of time in this. Ta- take an extra one momentum, so, Dan. Yeah. Uh, tell us how you how you come back from that. Give us, give us your big hero's comeback. All right. So yeah, it totally looks like he's se- to the crowd. It looks like he's selling that he's totally hurt and. Like he said, like those punches landed a little harder than he expected him to, and he's actually pretty wobbly on this, and that just pisses off Dan because he realized, hey, this guy is hitting harder than he's supposed to be hitting because I'm supposed to win. This is my night, and this toga wearing guy is trying to steal my spotlight. He takes um, a bounce off the rope and does a spear into. Uh, Patricio knocking him to the ground and locks him into the Aristotle arm bar and is just holding him down, jamming his arm back and forth, holding him as tight as he can. Uh, that is for sure a work roll. So roll me yeah. plus work. All right. The one thing I get minuses in. Uh, oh, got a seven minus one makes it a six. Do you want to spend a momentum to bump that back up to seven? I only have one momentum left. Um, if I don't, it's botched, and that's like bad. It's like bad for me. Huh? Let me see what happens when I botch. Um, yeah, I'll spend my last momentum to make that. It's just good enough. All right. Do you retain control of the match, or do you hand it over to uh, hand it over to Patrizio and take one take that momentum back? Um, yeah, I'll let it go back. He'll yeah. I'll say that he's holding the armbar till he breaks out of it, and I'll take that momentum back. Okay. Uh, Patrizio, you have control. I think getting legitimately countered, uh, Patrizio kind of snaps back to the professional that he always is. Of, you know, this is for the crowd, no matter how small the crowd. 
So he just kind of like goes through the goes through the motions of the whole thing, tries to put in the energy to like sell off some big big moves uh, that Rad Dan's putting on him. Um, uh, just trying to think. Of I think I think I, could, I think you can roll roll um, plus heat with that. I think that makes sense. Yeah. You're you're kind of okay. playing you're kind of okay. playing into the story and kind of selling for him because you know that he's the. I'm doing a lot of yeah. the, the classic heel stuff. So like an eye rake, I'm doing a chop to his chest, you know, throwing right, him yeah. into the turnbuckle, that kind of stuff. But it's all mostly not putting a lot of force into a lot of it. Uh, <laughs> uh, five. Nope. All Six, right. So you want to spend that? Still you want to spend a momentum to put that up to seven? Or are you going to take a botch? I've got two. I'm going to spend one. Because uh, yeah, I want to keep. I'm going to keep at it. I'm going to try and really make the right. match. Do you want to maintain? Con- yeah. Do you want to maintain control, yeah. or do you want to hand over control and take that momentum back? Ah, no, I'll I'll hand over control. Okay, uh, Red Dan, set us up for your finisher. Okay, so what does uh, does Patricio have like a signature move that uh, he usually does? So for his, <laughs> I know what you're doing here. Um, so his for his finisher, I actually came up with this, not knowing if I was gonna do it. Um, he does a snap, a snap suplex, um, okay. but he calls it cool. the Centurion slam. Right, so yeah, they they are going back and forth. The the chest slam, the eye rakes. They're just it's like this is classic Rad Dan from before he left. Maybe this is you know highlight real stuff. And it takes a turn where it looks like the, you said Centurion Slam? The Centurion Slam, yeah. Yeah, that he's about to lock in the Centurion Slam, and it's that classic, he starts to lift him, he doesn't, starts to lift him, he doesn't, and Rad Dent reverses it and locks into his other move, the Plato Pile Driver, and is going to drive him into the mat. Incredible. Incredible. Nice. Uh, Rad Dan, roll me your finisher. Okay, so that's just two d six straight. Yep. Nice, please. Ah, perfect. That's nine, just enough. All right, tell me what happens on a nine. So yeah, he reverses that move, locks it, and is holding up, holding it longer, longer than he could. Looks around, get that big smile on his face. The crowd knows what's coming, and they start chanting "Play toe, play toe," and he just boom drops him. He goes limp and just like Undertaker style, crosses the arms on his chest, puts one hand on his chest and another one does the thinking right to his head as the count goes down one, taps his head two, taps his head three, and then that would be the end of the match. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that Rad Dan, like they lift your hand up, like you are named number one contender for the Tri-County title. Just <laughs> as try count I, and i think like like we see uh we see the champion come out um tri county champion rocco rocksteady ramboja comes out holding the belt uh is pointing and like we get this big showdown between the two of you but like that's not really where our attention is it's just on patrizio like the the cameras like the show is following that but i am interested only in patrizio laying there like you have just you have just handed over this this opportunity over to Rad Dan. What do you do? 
Um, well, what comes to mind is uh, he's mm-hmm. going to sell it, so he's going to stay still. But uh, if if Rad Dan's like next to him after dropping him, he's just going to like say quietly, like, mm. make it count. I love that. And then he sells the the pile driver and just stays down. And I think like we just we watch you lay on the mat for a while. Uh, as we fade, Pros- uh, Prospero, Prospero. Yes. Where does our Where does our hardcore match start? This is a falls count uh, anywhere. This is a falls count <clears throat> anywhere anywhere match. Where do Where does Where does Rhea? Or actually, maybe this is also a question for Rhea. Where does our ma- like between the two of you? Where do you ambush Prospero to start this match? As a ref runs in behind you, yeah. Like Rhea comes storming into the locker rooms backstage. She's got like an old ring bell in one hand, hurls it against the wall. It goes off, ding ding, and then she's just gonna like big boot kick Prospero in the chest against the lockers and then pace back and forth look at him like come on little man you wanted a fight well here it is come on get up (laughs) I love it I love it I I like the idea too that like no one's quite prepared for this, but, like, you see, like, someone on the crew run in with, like, that paper mache moon <laughs> hanging off of, like, a fishing rod so that they can, like, hang it in the background behind us. And I love that, like, a referee, like, hastily runs in behind you and, like, does the, like, like, jumps up and down like, like they're signaling to someone, but they're in, like, a back room, so there's nobody around, but we still get the bell going off, and it's like, well, the match... Well, it's Lance, uh, Lance Bowtie here. The match is underway. I'm hoping that, yes, I'm going to try and wave down. Red Dan, Red Dan. We're going to be joined on commentary by, by our number one contender for the Tri-County title, Rad Dan the Thinker. Rad Dan, thank you so much for joining us. Bowtie, it's a pleasure to be here. Uh, we have an exciting match. This is a false count anywhere hardcore match between Rhea Strahd, the vampire werewolf, and Prospero the Unpleasant over the fate of the, the, the ritual book that could cure Rhea Strahd of her vampirism once and for all. High stakes. This is, uh, yeah, this, I don't, I don't know what I hate more. Vampires are anywhere false hardcore matches. So either way, <laughs> this is going to be an interesting experience for me. So let's, let's see what happens. I, my money is on the werewolf vampire. I've, I've spent a lot of time with her and she wants this done. And when you get a werewolf, you can't stop it. You get a vampire, you can't stop it. Werewolf, vampire, this little magician guy, no chance. All right. Well, the match is underway. Um, okay. Rhea, you have control. The one thing that I do want to call out is uh, there is also a uh, there is also a move here for being hardcore, which when you want to uh, draw first blood or revel in violence, roll you will roll plus real. So... Uh, feel free to indulge. This is a, this is a, this is a, this is not just a match. It is a fight. But, uh, Rhea, you have control. Yeah. 
Oh, this is probably a great time to describe what Rhea looks like. Uh, she's like six foot six, absolutely jacked. She's got like long curly hair, but with a, a nerka on one side and it's flipped over so you can see the neck where the vampire fangs are. And she's got a black leotard with red claw marks and then athletic pants that are ripped off at the knees because that's what happens when you're a werewolf. So she is just like physically dominating Prospero. He like gets back up. She kicks him down. He gets back up. She throws him into the lockers. All the while, she's like taunting Prospero. She's like, "Is that the best you got, little man? You steal my book, but that's all the fight that was in you." I love it. Uh, roll me plus body. All right, I got a nine. This match is off to a hell of a start. Rhea Strahd taking no prisoners here. All right. Uh, do you want to retain control of the match, or hand over moment, or hand over control to Prospero and gain one momentum? I'll give control to Prospero and take a momentum. All right, Prospero. How do you take? How do you steal away control of the match from Rhea? So I, I think that Prospero is like he's at this point sniveling and terrified, um, and just playing up this like this fear that is intrinsic uh to him of Rhea and uh he he like looks around really quick and like cackles for a moment and like throws down this like cheesy little smoke bomb uh and there's like a burst of fog and he manages to like wrestle his arm free and like sneaks out um and I think that he is going to try and find uh, a weapon of some sort, because I don't <laughs> think that Prospero wants to try and fight uh, fight a werewolf vampire without something. Yep, sure. What <laughs> weapon do you find? <laughs> sense. I think he finds a like folding chair, right. and he picks it up, and he's like, Ah, yes, this has been silvered by the great wizards of <laughs> no, old. No, not silver. <laughs> Another byproduct of Prospero's unlikely alliance with the Road Wizards, uh, Horcrux and Istari. Uh, we uh, okay. Uh, take you swing that chair. Roll me plus real as you get hardcore. All right. Real is another one of those great stats for me. It's not as bad as look. Oh, well, that's not terrible. That's an eight minus one. So seven. all right, the crowd pops. Gain one momentum and pick one, and then your opponent, uh, Rhea, you're going to take control of the match. Someone in the match gets injured, but it isn't discovered until afterwards. Gain plus one heat with your opponent, or they gain plus one heat with you. Um, I think I will gain one heat. Uh, with Rhea, I think that makes sense since I'm kind of trying to escape with this book. How much heat, how much heat um, do you have with her then? So that puts me at plus four oh, now. okay. Well, then both of you gain one audience. Ooh, that's fine. This is, this, oh, the yeah. crowd, the crowd is electric the second you break out that silver chair. Uh, we get a shot of the road wizards backstage. They are wearing biker jackets and uh, they are wearing biker jackets, but they have the long wizard beards and hats and they're just punching their knuckles like, yeah, get them, get them. <laughs> Um, we cut back and the, uh, we cut back and 
Rhea, take control. Just extract your vengeance. But at the same time, uh, each of you plus one audience, and uh, yeah, alright, Rhea, you've got control. Yeah, so I got smoke bombed, I got hit with a magic silver chair, it stunned me very briefly, but Prospero gets away. So I think Rhea like, makes a huge show of sniffing the air and glaring down the hallway and be like, Oh, you can run, but you can't hide from me, little man. Did you forget I'm a werewolf in addition to being a vampire? And we got a bunch of, like, behind, over-the-shoulder kind of shots as she stalks down the hallways of the school back and forth and maybe cut also to Prospero running as well if we have more than one camera. And we go outside to the parking lot where we can clearly see the moon in the sky and it's like a crescent moon tonight, but they have also set up the full paper mache moon and Rhea just like breathes in and howls. (laughs) (laughs) This is, this is, uh, this is scary stuff. This is scary stuff. Uh, this is scary stuff, Rad Dan. Uh, under the light of the full moon, Rhea is going to be at her full power. This, you don't, you this don't could be a game changer. On any given day, but full moon, she is two to three times stronger. I, I predict this match is going to be over in a matter of moments. Uh, <laughs> so you've got... <laughs> oh yeah, you've got, you've got him outside. What, what, what's, your, what's your plan now that he's outside? Yeah, so we're outside. I got the full fake moon. I do a howl. I imagine Prospero's kind of like cowering behind the hood of a vehicle and we get a camera focused on him as I like come up behind him and growl (laughs) and spook and startle him and then as he's like trying to flee from me I'm gonna grab him by the like the back of the shirt and fling him into the side of Rad Dan's car (laughs) and then I'm going to like do a running kind of drop kick Kind of like, yeah, sandwich in between the impact and, you know, the very fancy car that's going to have a big dent in it now. Sorry, Rad Dan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Roll me plus real. I feel like that's a good hardcore. It's a good hardcore spot. Oh, yeah. Real's my worst stat. Um. Okay, so I have a four. Oh no. Okay. Um did you play it safe or did you did you go too hard? Hmm. You know, I think I played it safe. You know, it, this is his first time in a real wrestling match. He's just like a tech guy and I really don't want to scare him off the mm-hmm. entire experience. <laughs> so I'm just going to take it easy on him. All right, um, Pros- uh, Prospero, describe how you counter or save the spot and take control of the match. Um, meanwhile, Rhea, are you going to lose all of your momentum or are you going to take an injury? I'll take an injury from this. I think that's more interesting. Okay, when you take an injury, uh, when you take an injury, check a box, note who did it to you. Uh, while injured, you could make the run-in move on them. You pick any seven to nine result instead, or you pick your you pick a result. So right now, you'll mark one of your three injury boxes. All right. 
Pros- uh, Prospero, how do you save the match and then take control of the match? <laughs> so I think that, that Prospero, like, senses that, like, Rhea is kind of pulling back, like, Prospero's worked with people enough. Um, and wants to try and get it back into, like, even though we're out in the world, back into, like, the realm of our standard matches. So he's going to try to, like, pull off his special move. It's not a finishing move, because I don't have finishing moves. But, uh, so, like, as, uh, as I get slammed into the car, I kind of, like, double up and, like, crouch down on the hood of the car as Rhea is approaching. And I do uh, my bat attack move. <laughs> I'm sorry, uh, which requires <laughs> my bat attack move. Um, so he like throws down another smoke bomb, and it kind of the fog engulfs the two of us. And someone I imagine on a boombox, like sitting off to the side, plays the sound of screeching bats. <laughs> um, and Prosper is like, "Yes, my bats are hungry. Feed." Uh, and like as the smoke clears. Uh, it requires, um, my opponent to, like, put fake scratches on their face. (laughs) Uh, so, like, the smoke clears, and Prospero is standing there in a triumphant pose, uh, and Rhea just has all of these, like, fake bat scratches across her face. (laughs) Roll me plus heat. This is incredible. This is very good, is the thing. Uh, so that is a seven plus four. All so right, an eleven. Um, so on a on a ten plus, uh, I gotta remember how this game works because I, I I've lost all semblance of reality. Uh, gain plus one momentum. You retain control of the match. You're able to kind of like the two of you are able to kind of like rush back into the ring. I did not see Prospero turning that around. I gotta I gotta give credit to the little bastard. He's he's tricky, and sometimes that's exactly what it takes in the ring. You would have thought that the vampirism going through Rhea's veins would have helped her with the bats, but apparently these bats had a thing against vampires. Uh, so you're back in the ring, Prospero. You have control of the match. Give us uh, one more. Give us one more uh, wrestling, and then I'm going to hand it over to Rhea to finish. Well, actually, no. I think you finish the match because you are the jobber. Uh, well, when 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 Rhea does. Uh her finishing move, I have a move Got it. that goes okay, along yeah, with it. Okay. Then yeah, give us one more wrestling move and then we will and then we will uh we will uh have you roll your final match. Or roll your final move. Excellent. So I think I think that now that we're in the match and we're like in the ring and in this close proximity, the like absolute terror of this vampire werewolf takes over again. And so a large portion of the ring fight is actually just like Prospero running around the ring in circles trying to avoid uh, these kind of like mighty lunges uh, of the werewolf in the kind of grapples of the vampire and just like slipping out and running to the other side of the match and kind of towering uh, in fear. Um, I I said a lot of great things about uh, Prospero a minute ago. I'd like to formally retract all of them. (laughs) It's understandable. Um... And I think that, like, he he at that point kind of gives Rhea this kind of, like, s- like nod and is like, all right, let's finish this up. Let's make you look good. Um, and kind of, like, scampers up onto the turnbuckle and tries to do his, like, 
uh, leaping one with the bat attack, uh, where, like, he grabs his cape and holds it up like bat wings and, like, swap, like, very quickly, sleight of hand swaps out his devil horns for, like, terrible dollar store bat ears Mm -hmm. uh, and flies at Rhea uh, to let Rhea do their finishing move. I am gonna call that, uh... Do you want to call that body or work? Um, I I think it's work. I think right, it's, give me, give me, you give know, me a plus work roll. Prospero playing into his, his job. Uh, that is a 9 plus 2, so an 11. Alright, gain plus 1 momentum. Uh, Rhea, describe how you counter this maneuver, and also, uh, set up, set up and execute your finishing move. Yeah, um, so Prospero like leaps on me from the top rope. I think Rhea just like holds up one hand and catches him by the throat and then like kind of sets mm-hmm. him down Classic. and swings him into the ropes as she ch- like lunges into the ropes opposite and she's going to hit him with her finisher which is the Gaebolg. It's the one piece of Irish mythology she managed to keep with her character which is just like a flying spear tackle into the pin. That's really good. Everything about that is very good. I'm I'm very very happy. Uh, okay, roll me, uh, Rhea, roll me your finishing move, and tell me what happens on uh, when you when you end a match. Sure. So monster finishing move when you're booked to roll a match. Roll two d six, and you can choose to add momentum to that before or after you roll. All right. I got a 7, and I okay. don't have enough momentum to bump it up to a 10. So I get to choose either they showcase your strength, and we both get a momentum, or they flee the ring, and I get a heat with them. I think I, they showcase my strength. We kind of already did that with me, mm-hmm. you know, catching Prospero midair. That's a big, flashy kind of right. thing. Uh, which brings us to our our beloved jobber. Uh, so my, my quote-unquote finishing move is uh, do the job. I'm always booked to lose, uh, and when pinned, I roll 2d6. And then uh, potentially make my opponent look very good. Ooh. So I'm going to roll. I have a, a lot of momentum. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I rolled a 12, so I actually do not <laughs> need to spend any of the six <laughs> momentum that I currently have. Oh, right? Wow. Uh, on a 10 plus, you make them look great. You gain plus one audience. Where? Do, how much audience does that put you at, Blaine? Uh, I think it's only Rhea that gets the plus one audience. Oh, it actually. is. It is. You're right. You're right. They gain plus one audience. Okay. You got plus one. You did get plus one audience for, uh, for, 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 for fighting Rhea in this match, but you're right. It, Rhea gets plus one audience here. Yeah, so I'm at two, because I started at one, and then I got one for us both at So that puts you to three, Rhea, if I'm not mistaken? Yep. Excellent. Love it. Um, so yeah, uh, you you tackle you tackle Prospero. Uh, one, two, three, I think, Prospero, you are, you are motionless in the ring. You are essentially a corpse. Uh, Rhea, you hold up, you hold up the book. Um, there is fake lightning sound effects and like we do some special effects on screen uh we come up how does your look change to reflect the fact that you are no longer a vampire and have now purely embraced your 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 werewolf powers uh, i i think really the only change is like the 
applique bite marks on my neck are gone now. <laughs> just quickly ripped up their stickers, you just yeah. ripped them off. <laughs> you gotta ditch the fangs, too. Uh, werewolves have fangs, too, it's fine. Oh, that's tr- that's true, that's true. <laughs> Wearing flannel all of a sudden. <laughs> got it got it i think and i think like i think that we get a close-up on your neck and it's look the bite marks they're gone we gotta play the cheap seats it's friend <laughs> um but um yeah so we see this we see you standing triumphant the lightning marks are cra- the lightning bolts are crashing all around you uh and the credits roll the show ends and we cut to two brief moments backstage that I want to play out. These are not uh, these are not necessarily uh, book. Uh, Patrizio, you are backstage when Rad Dan uh, is heading backstage. What do you do? Do you do you say anything to him? Do you acknowledge him? Do you just grab your things and leave? What does that look like? I mean, Patrizio is still miffed. Um... He doesn't give him the cold shoulder. Patrizio looks at Rad Dan and just shakes his head and says, yeah, you, you better give him a hell of a show. And just like shrug his shoulders and, and like got his duffel bag over his shoulder and just walks out. I think. And I think the other thing that we see is uh, Sam, you walk backstage and Tex is sitting there. He's no longer wearing the jacket. The top, the, the hat is by his side. He's just... He looks much smaller. He looks much less cartoonish. <laughs> he's, wear, he's wearing just a dress shirt and suspenders and jeans. He's uh, he's taken off his cowboy boots. So he's... A, he's wearing socks. And B, he's about six inches shorter. Oh, nice. And he's just, like, sitting on a bench. And he's like... <sighs> I really wish that I had gotten to tell you. would have been good i just we got an offer and they were looking for a roster member and frankly you've done as much as you can for us and i feel like you've got better things ahead of you so i i put your name on the list all right uh where i guess where am i going (sighs) and he hands you uh, he hands you two plane tickets to New York City, and he's like, "You're going, you're going to the big leagues, buddy." And this is it. I just wish that we had more time to give you a goodbye. Well, you know, it's all part of the job, I guess. But I will, I will miss it. Yeah. If you crash and burn out there, you know you've got a home at IPW. And I think I, I don't think he sa- Sam says anything else. I think he just gives Tex a hug. Aww. And I think that we 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 see that beat, uh, and we 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 fade out and we close, and that is worldwide wrestling. That was Masky. That nice. was amazing. <laughs> that was I so love amazing. Worldwide wrestling. That was a great deal of fun. So I just love that it's so ridiculously awesome. It's just like, oh my goodness. Oh, I love professional wrestling. It is the greatest art form. Oh, well, thank you. I have like a a scene at the end of the night 
where Rhea and Dan are in the bar and Rhea's like, I don't know who that Prospero guy was, but he's great. I hope we get booked again soon sometime. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. Excellent. I love it. Thank you all so much for playing this with me. This was uh, incredible. This was a wonderful experience. Uh, so real quick, uh, let's run through where we can find ourselves in our work. My name is Jeff Stormer. Um, I'm a podcaster, game designer, and the unofficial official art designer of the Olive Garden Restaurant. You can find my work at jeffstormer.com. You can find Party of One. That is an actual play podcast focused on two-player role-playing games. You can find that at partyofonepodcast.com. You can find All My Fantasy Children, a character creation, storytelling, and world-building podcast at oneshotpodcast.com. And you can find me on Twitter at partyofonepod. Uh, Dwayne, take it away. Sure, uh, I'm Dwayne again. Everybody here, thank you so much, Jeff, for running this. Ever, this was I. I love listening to these games. I love even more participating in them. So this was just amazing. Uh, if you want to listen to more of my shenanigans over at Flight Risk, we are at Twitter at Flight Risk Pod. Just Google Flight Risk Podcast. I'm pretty sure we're the top thing on the list now. Uh, my audio drama. If you like Power Rangers, full inclusion, and teen drama. Check out Tubular Teens with Titans. We're at Tubular Teens on Twitter. And I believe our website is tubularteens.anchor.fm. All right, let's throw it over to Alice. Hi, I am Alice Kira. You can find me on Twitter at Magical Girl Kira. And that is where I will be shouting about any projects that I'm involved in, including this episode when it drops, because this has just been a great time. All right, let's throw it over to Blaine. I'm Blaine. Uh, My podcast is You Are Not Alone. You can find us at youarenotalonepod.com. I am on Twitter at notalone underscore horror. You can find uh, slightly more serious uh, horror takes than Prospero the Unpleasant uh, (laughs) over there. Um, Again, I design uh, games occasionally. I've got on on Jeff's itch... uh, Territory Blues, I have a game called Born of Briar in Blood that's available in Codex Hunger. Uh, and if you go to blainecmartin.itch.io, I have a business card game about how your skeleton wants to escape from your body. Oh, fucking rips. That just sounds amazing. Last but not least, Wild. and last but not least, Matthias. <laughs> Hey, I'm Matthias Grelly. Uh, you can sometimes find me on the Flight Risk podcast uh, with Dwayne here. Lovely, lovely GM. Uh, other than that, you can find the stuff I work on by visiting RPGcast.com, the I Am Here podcast, the Tabletop Mic Drop newsletter, and of course, the very event that you're listening to right now, International Podcast Month. Hell yeah. Well, thank you all so much for playing. This was an incredible experience. I could not be happier. Uh, and for now, I believe that's it, wrestling fans. Have a great night. We'll talk to you again real soon. The intro and outro music for all IPM episodes is composed by Benny James. Our graphic art and logo are by Matthias Grelly. You can support International Podcast Month by sharing and talking about the event, and you can even buy our team members a coffee. Links are in the show notes. Follow us at PodMonth on Twitter. Head on over to internationalpodcastmonth.com for the month-long blog and for more information about the event. International Podcast Month. Celebrating creators, sharing listeners.